Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Square Ball Podcast. And we're off. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, our favorite law firm in Leeds, aren't they, Michael? My favorite. Why do you like them? Mainly because they pay to sponsor this podcast, yeah. but also because of the great services they offer, such as Will's probate and conveyancing. Would you would you say you probably like the services more than just the fact that they sponsor this? You'd be going there anyway, wouldn't you? Really? I would anyway, yeah. yeah. Yeah, particularly because I can't think of any others. Yeah. Um, even if you listen to this podcast, you probably can't think of any others either. Cause Which is the idea of it all, isn't it, yeah, really? You've got no choice, but they are good too. So Whether you want to do a will? Yeah. You need some probate, probating? Probating, yeah. Careful, careful where you do it, but it's up to you. Got a bit of conveyance that you're mm-hmm. needing, conveyancing. Mm-hmm. You want your powers of attorney to last? Mm-hmm. Speak to them about that. You're having a dispute with someone and you need it resolved. Mm-hmm. Go, to the, go to those guys. And they do commercial property, don't they, as well? Yeah. That, There's in the legal side of it. They yeah, don't sell yeah, it. of course, yeah. Get a discount too. What, 10% discount on your legal fees? Mm-hmm. How do you get that? Um, LeviSolicitors.co.uk <laughs> forward slash square ball. Even after all this time, you still can't no, quite. No, I can't. Just still that was can't quite. smooth as anything. Right. That was like Peter Sissons. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Sissons. <laughs> it's nice I to have try- your heroes, isn't it? <laughs> I was trying to think of an old pro <laughs> who would deliver a line well. Anyway. Well, thank you I was going to go Hugh Edwards, but there was that controversy and I couldn't remember how that ended. Yeah. <laughs> so I went Peter Sissons. <laughs> Shamed BBC. <laughs> no, he's not shamed. Uh, what he does in his private time is entirely up to him. But I think we feel like we're getting waylaid from the Probably, whole. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Rob's here. So well, welcome along, Rob, to, to this uh, well-executed podcast. Who's your favourite newsreader? Um, Christian Guru Murphy. I'll go. Yeah, with. he's good actually. Mm. Yeah, mm. got a bit of personality on him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Angela Rippon. Before my time. Yeah, and mine. <laughs> but she was good. Yeah, apparently so. So uh, yeah, speaking of the BBC. We're on BBC One. Have you seen that? Mm. For the FA Cup replay against Plymouth. I mean, you thought you didn't really care all that much about the first leg. Fair play to them for doubling down on it. I mean, were there no better replays? <laughs> I was wondering that. So just, just for the benefit of anybody who's outside this country, it's on BBC One, which is the main free-to-air national broadcaster. It's at, Channel One. Yeah. Is what it is. On Button One, yeah. Prime time on is it Tuesday we're playing. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, even I don't want to watch it. So why would anyone else... <laughs> I'm still on board for this Wembley trip, or at least the trip to um, Villa Park, Stroke, Stamford Bridge, where we lose. We'd beat Chelsea in the rubbish. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But they have got about 200 players, so they can afford to have a mm. fair bit of rotation, whereas 
if we go in for the full rotation, we're going to have actual children playing, aren't it we? It would be our under-18s team, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I think we'll it'll be a similar team to the home game, I imagine, won't it? Yeah. A fair few rested, but still strong enough to probably win, maybe win. Why won't BBC one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's... it's Big deal, isn't it? I have to ask, well, I have to ask Johnny Buck, and he works for the BBC. I'm sure he gets the inside line on all this stuff. Mm. He'll know. Yeah, because it's not exactly a potential shock or anything, is it? It's just two championship teams. Yeah, I'm confused. The anyway. magic of the cup. What about the magic of the transfer window? Then you having fun this time? Um, we so we're recording. We should timestamp it just in case. But uh, it's twelve fifteen on Wednesday lunchtime, and nothing's happened. Our biggest signing of the window so far is Stuart Downing. Which I'm pleased with. He's doing well. Yeah, could do maybe a defensive signing for that <laughs> for the under twenty ones coaches. But um, yeah, yeah, we just let players go, haven't we, so far? Yes, trimming the fat. Charlie Cresswell's staying though. Yeah, because he's been a good boy. And we, we've had a word, and he said he's sorry. Do you know what I think they might have done? They might use Levi's list as dispute resolution services. Maybe so. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. Or just told his mum on him. Something yeah. like that. But it's not it's not quite the all singing, all dancing, exciting affair that Sky Sports would lead you to believe, is it the old transfer window? I think the more time we've spent around Phil, the more he's conditioned us, or conditioned me anyway, to think that it's just a lot of nonsense and it's tiresome. It is a load of bollocks. And I feel like January is kind of like this a lot. Like it gets built up a lot and then nothing happens and you might get like an hour at the end where people go a little bit desperate and crazy. Mm. But um I did enjoy the was it this Sunday when we were linked with that Japanese right back whose name I can't mm. remember because I'd never heard of him before. We were linked with him for literally hours, weren't we? Yeah, well, I was out for dinner and someone looked at the phone and told me, oh, we're signing this right back. I was like, okay, cool. I've that sounds very grown up and posh. Where did you go? Yeah, I was in Boston Spa, you know, that is posh, isn't it? Must be nice. Bloody hell. I mean, I wasn't paying, so. Fair um, but yeah, by the time I got home, I, I looked Did you do a runner or did you? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, by the time I got home, I looked at who this right back actually is and he's like, oh no, we're not actually signing him. So it doesn't matter. But I'd, <laughs> I'd go see who this Luton right back is. Yeah, I, uh, I did see that his brother, he's got an older brother who's also a right back. So maybe we should just sign him. He, he got in the Singapore team of the year twice. Ooh, and if okay. he doesn't fancy it, they've got a cousin who's a long jumper. So get him in the team. Maybe. It's all like the Nevilles in a way. Yeah. Like a fullback, fullback brothers, general sporty family. Mm. Tracy Neville did, ne- was it Netball or Hockey? Netball, or yeah. Yeah. yeah, Netball. Yeah. Neville, Neville. <laughs> don't know. He's got a good name, hasn't he? Good name. Well, sadly no longer with us, so let's not uh let's not go there. Still that's a good name. <laughs> it is it's the best name. And good easy for the stonemason. Just put it twice. Easy to remember. Yeah. You would have to double check do that sign, it's like just the same underneath. <laughs> yeah. Well the, the ditto. Yeah. The ditto marks. Yeah. Again, we've gone off message again, haven't we? Uh, do you want a right back? Or a left back. Yeah. I think I'm... I'd probably still rather have a left back. Really? Yeah, because then cause Sam Byron can be a right back. Yeah. And Shackleton's all right as a right back. Archie Gray's all right as a right back. Whereas actual left backs, we've got one still. Why don't we, well, Sam Byram is now a left back, though, isn't he? Yeah, but he can play right back. Yeah. I still believe him to be a right back because my opinions have not changed in 10 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's where he played. Before. You're fully embedded now as, Correct. You, as you hurtle towards middle age. Mm. Right. I think I'd like a right back just so Archie Gray can play midfield as well. Yeah. I'd take either. I would. I That's would. Fine. I think either gives us flexibility to move people around. It's about both. <laughs> You're a dreamer. Really are. Is that too? Is that too much? Am I set my sights too high? You've been on that crack again. Yeah, I've been on the uh, the wacky backy. Wow. Uh, yeah, just sign a right back. I mean, I mean, we keep being linked with the same people, don't we? Just Welsh fullbacks. 
Yeah, Ben Godfrey's another one that Football Insider is like desperate to push. Mm. I don't really know if there's any truth in that at all. Can he, he can play across anywhere across the back four, can't he? So maybe he's a useful signing, utility man. But he did play for Everton on Tuesday, am I right in thinking? Probably not him then. I think we've got to that stage of the window where people are just looking down a list of players who have played under Daniel Farker. Going, oh, yeah. he could play right back maybe. Let's just say him. Yeah, we might end up signing Tim Krul or something. <laughs> might, be, might be the only thing we end up doing. The only bit of business that happens. Uh, but in terms of bit, bits of business, Yeld has gone to Sunderland somewhere in the region of one and a half, two million quid. Uh, not the next Van Dyke, or if he is, he's not going to be the next Van Dyke for us. Mm. Is that a profit? I think so. I mean, yeah. probably not once you counter factor in all the wages we've paid and whatnot. But yeah, it's not really panned out, has it? No, it's... I mean, having said that, I think with him leaving, Junior Firpo is like the only proper left-back in the first-team squad and under-21s. But yeah, it's not really happened. I think it was very telling a couple of months ago when he held a return from injury and Farker got asked in a presser like, oh, is he going to be in contention to play left back? And Farker said, nah, not we're really. Look, we're going to look at other people Anyone. for that <laughs> position. Yeah, he um, he didn't look good in the League Cup game right at the start of the season, like a rabbit in the headlights. Oh, Did the it? opening League game of the season. Yeah, I was going to say. Taken off at half-time in both, wasn't he? Yeah, it wasn't a good start. Mm. One of those that he, because he did well for Rotherham in the same division, mm. so you think, how can he not do well for us? Uh, Liam Cooper as well was linked with interest from Blackburn, which is a little bit of a strange one. I mean, I'm, I think we all we've all fully accepted he's probably going to leave in uh, in the summer. Yeah, you would you would imagine so, but it makes absolutely no sense to sell him. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought. We are going to do a bit on um, Liam Cooper actually for members on the members show coming out in the next week or so, something like that. Um, but it's possible testimonial. But yeah, he's he's going, isn't he, in the summer? Yeah, but not now. Yeah, it makes Why sense would to we? keep him around now, especially when like a character like Aileen's left. We need some leaders in there, even if they're not playing. And Cooper seems pretty happy, like if, even if he's in and out of the side. And he's been all right this season, hasn't he, really? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. I'm perfectly um, happy with him as a backup this season. It seems he seems like a safe pair of hands, safe-ish <laughs> <laughs> pair of hands from the bench. So, yeah. And yeah, he knows the club, we'll say that much. Yeah, it, does he feel like a good option this season because you know he's going? Like, does it feel like his race is run at Leeds? Well, I think it... It just feels like he's... I mean, like if we go up, for example, it doesn't feel like he fits in, does it? And again, we're getting ahead of ourselves by thinking about what ifs when we go up. If we stay down, though, given that he's been a backup player this season, do you then want to move move on from him? Because I suspect he's on pretty big wages. Yeah, he will be, because he's got a Premier League contract. Premier League contract, yeah. and, you know... He'll be on half of that, won't he? Yeah, which is still <laughs> still probably fine, isn't it's it? Still more than we're getting, isn't it? <laughs> so, I'll have... Rob having his dinner in Boston Spa, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what he's up to? Um, but yeah, it feels like this is his last season, but you know, is it It's me, Coops. He's very much dropped into being the backup now, hasn't he? And I think he's he's more than more than adequate for that. So he's yeah. in that alien position as well, where you just sort of think, it's up to you. Right. Mm. You don't always oh, if you're happy hanging around for another six months, great. If not, okay. But it seems like he's happy enough. Yeah, you can imagine him being a championship regular next season for somebody, can't you? Yeah, he's he's definitely good enough for someone at this level just maybe not necessarily as a starter for a team aiming to be automatically promoted with lofty ambitions did you see that uh, it was Rob Tanner who is Phil's colleague at the Athletic who I think he tweeted it was on Wednesday morning about uh, the Leicester fans so despite yet another victory last night for Leicester City there was uh, also some frustration in the crowd and on the touchline Maresca may feel not all the fans are behind his idea and 
there is clearly some frustration at a lack of transfer business. They're on 69 <laughs> points with 17 games to play. Oh, it could all go though. It could all ebb away so quickly. We've established that he's a bold fraud. Yeah. Has Dewsbury Hall left or is he leaving? I think he scored last night, didn't he? Farewell goal. <laughs> Farewell <laughs> Whatever. goal. Whatever. It does yeah. show that I feel like just nobody's happy in football. No. Mm. It does make me question like, why does anyone do this? Because you can be winning the league and absolutely running away with it. You can be Man City winning every trophy going. You can be having quite a fun season at Leeds, which I think we're doing. And everyone's just goes, oh, shit this. I think the only happy bit we've had was the, probably from, was it when we beat Fulham in the Bielsa first Premier League season? I think we beat Fulham like early in the year and everyone was like, oh, we're going to be fine here. I think yeah. it got us to like 32 points or something. That bit to the end of the season, I think was quite nice. Yeah. The rest of it, the rest <laughs> of um, the previous like 20 odd years have just been really horrible <laughs> it's, like, it's always tied up in, in anxiety isn't it like so if you're at the top end of this division you're anxious about getting back up because you know it's no sustainable to stay at this level and then when you're up there you get anxious about staying up because the alternative is being down here um, and then if you get into mid-table you're basically always looking over your shoulder anyway if you're in the other 14 and then if you get up towards the European places you're not happy because you're not in the Champions League and if you're up in the top four you're not happy because you're not top so yeah, it's a miserable business Rob I don't think Leicester have any reason to be anxious though right no, now not at all and likewise with Leeds fans I think you do sort of sense a slight dissatisfaction sometimes certainly on social media but that's social media I guess but you think like everyone's going oh Premier League shit this is loads better I don't want to be in the Premier League and then everyone's going oh what if we don't get promoted what's going to happen you think well I don't know like, but it's, it's fun isn't it it is true I, I'm I'm having a lot more fun this season watching us pursuing the top because it's nice to be near the top, isn't it? And win most games and look like you're comfortably better than just about everybody you play. But I also don't want to go up. I'd quite happily have, as, as Moscow said before, and at the time when he said it, I kind of laughed and dismissed it as a whimsical idea. But it's true. I'd quite like to win the championship every year, but never go up. Maybe the best alternative is to go up, deliberately have it, sack it off for a year, actually just put the, put the kids in to yeah. get deliberately relegated again yeah. having saved up your Premier League money then you can go really strong for your next championship campaign which is isn't that what Norwich did basically yeah but I'm saying go go even more that, more so right. sell all your good players cool yeah I feel <laughs> just, like that might not be the most enjoyable just really, season really, just really oh it's fine though everyone's just you can just get drunk for a year they can maybe make season tickets free or something to subs- with the subsidised Premier League I can, money I can imagine they do that yeah it's, it's an easy route yeah you, you need to have a word with uh, with Angus Kinnear. I mean, you'd like put, to think, put this to him. You'd like to think the 49ers might have a plan to actually stay up there, but yeah, you know, there's an alternative. Is what I'm saying. Did you see Sheffield Wednesday have got their season ticket renewals out which again feels, already? Feels very uh, very basic, doesn't it? Getting them out in January. Yeah, because they need the cash. Yeah, I think it, the cheapest. I think is four fifty on early renewal, and I think some of them are up to like seven hundred and fifty quid for what's probably going to be League One. Yeah, hope so. Oh well, that's half empty stadium all the time, isn't it? Um, but it is, it's the alternative reality that we stayed at for long enough so then we laugh at it but we're, we're fully familiar with it aren't we I just on the like the 49ers and the ownership and stuff like that that's one of the um, the accusations that gets levelled if we don't do any business in January people will say we're skint so I'd like to know I'd be interested to know whether we do have spare cash or whether it's like financial fair play PNS pressure or it's Farker not wanting players or some combination of all three I would be interested to know that Farker keeps mentioning the financial fair play pressure and it, it feels like Leeds have been kind of just been desperate for a team to just loan them a player all, all January because yeah as much as there has been 
noise that Farker's very particular about who he's signing. He is the one in the press conference saying, could do with a couple of players. And you do wonder, like, surely it's got, there's got to be some players out there that mm. we can sign. It's, it's strange. And you do feel like we are repeating previous mistakes of previous Januaries where you're in a good position, but you don't build on it. Albeit then, if you think of back to the promotion season under Bielsa, we signed John Kevin Augustan. Was that the only one? Yeah. And didn't play him and it was fine. So I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. If we don't add anybody, I'm pretty sure on the balance of probabilities, we will be fine. But what you don't want to do is get into that situation where both Byram and Furpo are injured and we have no actual recognised left back for another three or four games. Not that it will necessarily impact the overall shape of the season, but it just, it's it's like, it's the opposite of marginal gains, isn't it? It's marginal losses. If, mm-hmm. you, if you diminish your left back position by five, 10% for three or four games, what impact could it have overall? Do you, you know, do you uh, miss out on three points and it turns it into a draw because of a mistake down to that, uh, you know, the positioning of whoever it is that stands in at left mm-hmm. back? Just that those little things can impact the overall shape of a season. Yeah, I mean, assuming we are still aiming for the top two, it's going to be tight, isn't it? If we if we get it, which is, you know, a bit of a long shot still, given where Ipswich and Southampton are positioned, it's going to be by a point or two, isn't it? You, we're not, certainly not going to romp it and... But equally, if we were just if we had just playoff ambitions at this stage, you'd go all right. We'll relax a bit. Mm. Almost doesn't matter. But if the if we're saying we are pushing for it still, I think it probably yeah. does need I, a bit of strength. Descri- I mean, describe it when I was talking to Phil as a like a form of insurance, and it feels yeah. like it's like if you don't get the insurance most of the time, if you you know you get your holiday insurance, for example, when you're going abroad, you barely ever need it most of the time. But the one time that you do need it, it feels like we're, we're fairly well covered in certain positions now. Like in terms of the insurance, because wingers, you can go, all right, fine. If someone gets injured, there's there's leeway here. If Bamford gets injured, we've got Piro to come in. There's there are there are good players in backups, but fullback is one way you look at it and you go, yeah, there's not an awful lot there anymore. And it, sorry, it, it would be a weird look to go into January. Well, come out of January with a weaker or at least smaller squad mm-hmm. than what we went into January with. Yeah. It doesn't really add up, does it? I don't think. And we must have leeway on the wages because, I mean, assuming we were paying a good chunk of Spence. Ailing will have been on de- decent money still. Yelder, we've got a fee in, and he'll have been on. I think he got a Premier League contract renewal as well. So, admittedly, there'll be the drops, but there's there's probably at least 60, 70 grand a week being saved across every, all, if, if all not the players that, across all yeah. the players that have gone out. So, yeah, definitely. You would think there must be some if those if those scopes bring those have those players within the squad at the start of the year. Surely there is now some headroom for a bit of extra in there now. That's why I looked at it. All the activity that we've done in terms of moving players out does look to me like a bit of headroom. They're trying to create a bit of headroom. Mm. Mm. And if you can if you can get rid of players who are peripheral like Ailing and Yelder to bring in someone who's, you know, gonna even if they're gonna make ten appearances this season, it's worth doing, I suppose. But until we see that player, we've just lost <laughs> some fullbacks as it stands. I'll tell you who's uh, lost things. Hey? Jesse can't drive, can he? Not allowed. Naughty boy. No one can drive. <laughs> this, maybe this is why Bielsa walked everywhere. Just mm. to be safe. Yeah. It does say a lot. Of, I don't know why. It feels like it implies something about that team that bloody Rasmus and Aronson and Jesse have all been in trouble for bad driving mm. in the last few weeks. I'm sort of surprised McKenney's not been up for anything. Mm. Feels like he'd be an obvious one mm. to, to just be driving recklessly. What, Syria? Without, without Juventus and Syria, our player of the year. Funny old game, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, but no, I'm I'm quite pleased Jesse's been banned. It probably keeps him uh, probably keeps him out of the country for a bit. <laughs> Gives him less incentive to come back, doesn't it? Are you suggesting he's on the run? So <laughs> <laughs> he's going to Italy. I think he was only going at that speed because he was evading the police because he had um, a body in the boot. Right. 
no proof of it, yeah. but it's just a theory I'm I'm working on. Good luck with that. Yeah, it didn't really. No, to be clear. just I would clear that up. Yeah. Have you watched his masterclass yet, Rob? No. Are, uh, are you going to do? There's been a couple of times where it's come up on YouTube, and I've sort of hovered over it, and I just think, why would I bother? I just know it's going to annoy me. And with a lot of his interviews recently, I keep thinking, oh, should I listen to it just to maybe laugh at him? And I just think, nah, life's just easier without <laughs> doing that. I watched it, but on double speed on YouTube uh, to get through it. In I like, watched it at one time speed and enjoyed every minute. Got through it in about 11 minutes, I think, watching yeah. it at double speed. Yeah, Jesse, if anyone doesn't know, he was going 67 in a 50. Oh. It was so close, right? as he said about Gakpo. So close to the speed limit. In a, in a, one of those, it was um, a temporary 50 zone. Yeah. Absolutely zero awareness. Yes. Self or otherwise. Didn't even turn up to Bradford Magistrates Court. Did he? Because I could have popped down and seen him. Mm. Mm. That'd have been nice. I've been, I've been there myself and on my way around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the, that private parking company took me to court. Ah, okay. Guess who won? That was a righteous victory, <laughs> though, wasn't it? Fully Perry Mason them. It was brilliant. <laughs> didn't they just not turn up? Yeah, they didn't turn up. <laughs> but they didn't They didn't turn up because of my excellent defence. Fair enough. Which ran to about 11 pages. So I think I just bored them into submission. Nice. Like, oh, we're not going to deal with this idiot. Uh, anyway, Hecking, Hecking Bottom can't drive either, can he? He's been in bother. Yep. 50, 57 in a 50, so not quite as bad as Jesse, but uh, not far off. He should know better, though, should Paul. He knows that he's he's always been on these roads. Yeah. He knows the roads. He knows the roads. <laughs> he knows the roads. He knows the rules. Um, and the important detail is that he uh, his case in court was that he should retain his licence, because you can in some circumstances, once you even if you eat up your 12 points that you're allowed, you can plead to keep your, your licence. Mm. Because I think it happened to one of my mates, actually. He said, I need, I absolutely need my license for work. And he got up to 12 points and kept his license. I know someone who did that as well. He had to pay a massive fine, uh, but that wasn't having it. He got banned for six months. Said, the decision will prevent me from finding another job in football. That's what it'll be. Being we out car. Or your record. He did get him up, didn't he, in fairness. So he probably would get another job. But, you know, 12 points is a fair bit of leeway, isn't it, I think. Mm. I don't have any. Do you? Yes. Disgusting. <laughs> but we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> was that a court victory you lost? No. Nope, a court, was, a court victory you don't want to talk about? There was no court. I opted not to go to court. I accepted the fixed penalty. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, talk about Eckingbottom being a bad driver, not me. <laughs> I, I did a speed awareness course. Yeah. And now I'm more aware. Nice. So that's good. Have you transgressed since? Nope. Been a very good boy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Right, it's time to judge the world of football. Gentlemen, let's um, pick a Ken Bates villain of the week. Uh, let's pick a Gitano Baradi hero of the week as well as we assemble our jury, which is us three, by the way. Good. So you can uh, you can take some cheap shots at people in the process of all this if you want to do. Air some petty grievances, but ultimately we've got to pick a villain of the week. So let's do that first. Um, we'll invite you up to um, put forward your case for who you think should be the villain of the week this week. It's been a fairly fallow week, hasn't it? Because we played Plymouth in a competition no one really cares about. Speak for yourself. Are you are you immersed in cup? Fever? I'm up for the cup. Right. Did you I, make your little FA Cup? Or not? Covered in foil. Yeah, of course. I did see one. I saw one in the east stand, over towards the um, kind of towards the cheese wedge. I could see one glinting in the sunshine. I thought, yeah. Go on, someone's up for it. Um, yeah, I've been learning the words. To... What, can I just ask, as a, as a child growing up, what's your favourite memories of the FA Cup? Oh. So many good ones. Was it the shape of the cup? Was it that? The shape? It was the shape <laughs> yeah. of the cup. Yeah, the shape of the cup and losing to Wolves. Yeah, that was probably um, what nineteen ninety eight, seven eight, whenever it was. Yeah, Hasselbank missed. Yeah, it. the penalty. Mm, Don Goodman, bad times. Um, yeah, other than that, we lost to Sheffield United once. I remember. That's about it. I think like getting getting almost to a quarter final. I think is about about us. It's about as much as counts as a cup run. Yeah, now you've said that, I'm thinking back. I'm like, do I have any memories of Leeds in the FA Cup? That Gary Kelly goal against Wigan? Was that the FA Cup? I think that was League Cup. Oh, was it? Yeah, mm. I mean, I'm still haunted by... It was, the, a mid, it was a midweek game, was that? So that would have been League Cup. Mm. Yeah, I'm still haunted by the 1987 semi-final defeat. That was the first time I cried at football, was that? Mm. When we lost to Coventry at Hillsborough. I mean, obviously there was the beating scum bit, that was good, but... Oh yeah, of course. It's, more of, it's more of a one-off game though, that, and it's not like a cup run. That was third round. Yeah. It's just that we happened to be in League One at the time, so it felt like we'd had a cup run to get to that point. Well, we had because we'd we'd been thrown in unfairly, thrown in with all the other League One chumps. Whereas we're Leeds United, <laughs> should have been put in. We should have gone, in the, gone in at the fourth round, if anything. Yeah, we don't normally do the fourth round, do we? But um, yeah, villains this week. Mm. Lewis Smith, the dickhead ref, he's the only one that comes to mind really for booking um, Jaden Anthony. Yeah, for when point. he should have just gone. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, Sarah says the soulless, heartless jobs with chump of a ref for booking Jade and Anthony. Yeah. It's hard, to, so, hard to argue against that, yeah. Any on the counter? I do like Nathan's shout for a cheap shot at Ashley Barnes. The sheer sight of him on Wednesday still making me feel sick. What a god-awful <laughs> prick he is. Which, I think it's fair. It was a very, very champo midweek slog of a game. And just when you think, well, we're we getting through it, we're going to win, it's fine. Is Ashley Barnes. Ashley Barnes comes on, and I'd completely forgot he played for them. And he's mm. just, oh, for fuck's sake. Exactly the same. Like, it's, oh, yeah. it's Ashley, oh, it's Ashley Barnes. Yeah, <laughs> who's he going to assault now? But yeah, whatever, I don't know. It's is a cheap shot. He seemed like less of a knobhead, though. I feel like for mm. Burnley, he was maybe fired up by Deitch. And he was like, just go out there and boot him. Boot him. How, how, how would that have sounded? Out there, fucking fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> Kick some fucker. <laughs> Something like that, he just said to him. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't know, it feels like he's taking the he's taking the edges off him a bit. As are going we, to Norwich, are we, are we enjoying, they're a nice family club, aren't they? So. Yeah, are we enjoying Everton being in in the bottom three? 
Yeah, it's quite funny, isn't it? Yeah. Well, last night I was thinking Forest are the one I really want to go in there now. Because they're, they're going to be an absolute car crash if they come down, aren't they? Because they've already breached some financial rules to this point. Yeah. If they do go down with a squad of still like 30-odd players. Oh. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't end well either way because they're still signing players now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going, lads. Is it Gio Reyna they've got on loan from Dortmund? And there's another guy rocking they got up. him, have they? I think so, mm-hmm. yeah. God, are they ready for the fucking set of cretins who are going to launch on them on Twitter saying oh your manager's not not playing him properly oh he'd be he'd be the best player in the world if only he was be, if he wasn't being misused and they've got another guy rocking up today from Sporting Lisbon you know you just get random football manager regens Hadi Sacco might as well be was he Sporting Lisbon he may be him or, or Benfica I can't remember he was from somewhere wasn't he with like a 30 million pound buyout clause it didn't make sense whatever it was <laughs> it was yeah. like for that guy Okay, well, maybe renegotiate that. <laughs> See if we can get him for like half a mil. He was a nice guy and he tried hard. And that's the important thing. He, and he played with a smile on his face. Yeah. Despite his limitations. So let's be... Let's, he, he could laugh at himself, couldn't he? Let's be kind. In the be kind era, let's be kind. Mm. Um, yeah, Premier League, it looks like Sheffield United are going to be done, aren't they? They're nine, nine points adrift from Luton. Um, and Luton have got a game in hand on them. They're toast. Burnley, only two points in front of them. They're going as well, aren't they? You expect? Maybe. But give us a player first. Yeah, just someone. I don't know. We're after some of their players, aren't we? Yeah, give us a Welsh fullback. Yeah, to be what we you do. must have one. And Come then, on, yeah, you've got. It looks like Everton, Luton, and Forest sort of duking it out for that third spot. Brentford, enjoyably close to the bottom three. Actually, that'd be nice, wouldn't it, for them to finally go back to their natural level? Ah, but they've got even Tony back now, haven't they? Yeah, but they'll still. He had, he had his big fanfare return, didn't he? Like he'd returned back from from war or something <laughs> instead of a, rather than a gambling ban. Yeah, but anyway, It'll good for nice. them, I suppose. Yeah, it would be nice to see them go down, which I, I suspect will happen eventually. I think while we're not in the Premier League, it'd be quite nice to have six six down, six up. Right. As a way of... Just to mix it up a bit. To make it fair. Yeah. Yeah, not, no other grievances, really. We... You get one for <laughs> you and Phil. I'm gonna, I think I was on this one too, but I'm blaming you and Phil for speaking the replay into existence. Yeah. Because I think you named, you entitled the episode something like No, no replay, replay, please. please. Yeah. But that's what everyone was thinking. Sh- shoot, shoot me down for just for saying what everyone's thinking are we going to throw Scott Gardner and Stuart Downing under the bus mm-hmm. hound them out two games since they've been appointed uh, under 21's coaches and we've had a 7-0 defeat at home followed by a 3-1 defeat at home mm. so as Jesse Marsh would say it's trending upwards I guess it is but 10 goals conceded in two games if you look at the data though what the data's suggesting as Rob says yeah yeah if you, you I heard Scott Gardner's didn't do a master class on that 3-1 defeat <laughs> Say so it was better than the other one. They were, didn't see it. They were three down at half time, so we mm. won that second half. Well deserved. That's yeah. You win the second half, don't you? That's a big. That's a mm. big thing. Just a masterclass on the second half, probably. Yeah. yeah the, but wasn't there a first half? Don't yeah, worry about that. Don't worry about that. that. Don't worry about that. Um, I mean, Willie Nonto gets the nomination just for looking like it from Thompson because he looks like he can't be asked. He looked very sad on the bench, though. You've written about that, Rob. I have. Yes. Um, there was a very predictable reply to a photo of it on Twitter saying he's a lazy rat pretending he uh, cares and that sort of thing it's an awful lot of effort to go to if you are a lazy rat who doesn't care like sort of quietly sobbing on the bench so yeah I would suggest he does care he's just not playing very well which is kind of what I wrote on the blog as well I, I find it a bit nobody wants a sad willy yes exactly I mean yeah I was I basically wrote something to justify that headline yeah um, but yeah I was kind of writing in that blog how I find it a bit strange how whenever someone doesn't play well there's a lot of like searching on online for like a real theory of why he isn't playing well. And you just think, well, 
maybe he's just not playing well. I know it's the boring explanation, but it does happen quite a lot. And maybe he was crying on the bench because it was it had got to the point where Pat Bamford is the one consoling him. You think bloody hell? He's but, very young as well, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah, he is. He is a mere boy. And I mean, admittedly, he was a boy who did try to force an exit in the summer, which I suppose you live with the consequences of that, don't you? Mm. That having that happened, it does mean people will go, oh, he's still not bothered. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the things that a bit of life experience teaches you, doesn't it? When you become a wizened, cynical, middle-aged man, is that you look at it and you think, he's going to regret that. <laughs> or the, impe- you know, the impetuousness of youth. Or he could have got a Premier League move and he'd have been like, he's going to regret that. Yeah. Big pay rise. We'll pass him on the way up. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, but, let's see how it goes. He's going to get he's going to get another run out at Plymouth, isn't he? Probably. I was going to say, so. as Phyllis theorised too, that it looks like he's heading towards getting a new contract. So if they get that one nailed down, maybe that's the reset that he needs, and it just it it takes away some of the uncertainty that surrounded the last six months, entirely created by himself and or his agent. So mm. yeah, we he, shall see. We he's been playing see. on the right this year as well, hasn't he? Mainly, whereas last year was he was cutting him from the left, wasn't he? Which maybe is not great for him. I don't know. Yeah, but his problem is his bezies in the way, isn't it? Somerville's Somerville, in the yeah. of him. So. And then Anthony was on that side and scored maybe goal of the season. Are we just so. forgetting Pat Bamford's goal? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Pat Bamford's but goal. Was, but that was in the cup, so it didn't count. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Pat. He also was the best. Um, right, anything else we want to uh, want to mention? And Jürgen Klopp gets mentioned by Tony. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Do you see the, the picture that's been doing the rounds? It's the, the photo from Princess Diana's funeral of... Uh, Elton John playing the piano and the picture frame has, has replaced Jurgen Klopp instead of Princess Diana. I mean, I, I know we all got ups, very upset about Marcelo Bielsa leaving. So we need, are we, are we is we're on very glass, shaky ground. Is this glass houses? We spend, we spend at least half an hour a week talking about <laughs> Bielsa. So I understand their attachment to Jurgen Klopp. I don't know. Is it just that they, they tend to do like psychodrama better than anybody else? I don't know. They, they're very much a go in there and make it about you fan base, aren't they, Liverpool? Yeah. That's the thing. But, like it, like for, do you see all the stuff? I about... suppose he has won them like the league and the European Cup, so which is I mean fine. fine. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Enjoy your trophies. It was like the thing about bloody Paul Svenjur and Eriksson, who's, who's obviously terminally ill, and the Liverpool fans again making it about them. Mm. I said he, he expressed he once expressed a desire to manage Liverpool, so let's give him the chance to manage Liverpool in a, in this end of season friendly. Where it's like, no, lads, not about you. Give him the job now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boot clop out. Yeah. The tired old bastard. I hope I, the one thing I do hope is that he turns up in Saudi Arabia next season mm. to completely dispel this myth that he's just tired and needs a break because he'd be like, "Love me a hundred million pounds." It turns out I'm not that tired for that kind of money. Proper Jordan Henderson's it. Yeah, he's back within six months. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it's the referee and it the dickhead ref. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a young ref learning his trade, but he's a villain. Yeah, I mean. He was actually, it's probably the, one of the better refereeing performances we've seen in recent weeks, I thought. It wasn't terrible, was it? No, not at all. But, you know, <laughs> you do that and you get everything you deserve. Like I say, he's learning. He's, le- he's got to learn to be as bad as some of these. So, in, any, in many ways, we're helping him. Yeah, exactly. We're helping him along. Right. Um, scores from Plymouth. Jaden Anthony uh, came out uh, top of the pops there. 7.71 out of 10. Average score by RTSB Plus members. Joe Rodon, Ethan Ampadu, Georgie, Ilya Gruev, all scoring above seven. As always, the subs with the lowest score. The dickhead ref actually got 2.8 out of 10. Which is pretty good. Yeah, considering. That's well above the average. Mm. Um, Somerville still out in front. Rodon, Ampadu, Dan James. If the ref hadn't booked, I mean, that's 2.8 with the booking. I think he might have been the highest score of the season if he'd not booked Jaden Anson. Yeah. Because surely everyone's knocked at least five off for that. What um, 
what would be the highest score this season? Like four or something? Yeah, I think the I think it's um it's ranged from not point not something <laughs> to about to about five. So yeah, yeah, it, it, it would have been a decent score. With you, that. Your job as a referee is not to be loved, is it? Exactly, it's not to be loved. Um, so we will factor all that in uh, as we award Jaden Anthony the Hero of the Week award. It seems obvious. It yeah. does seem obvious, um, and his best score for us as well. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but player of the year as well. Somerville still clinging on at the top, but Rodon and Ampadu closing in a bit now. So and Dan James still there as well. So it's, it's, getting, it's getting a bit. That's the exact list of names I gave about thirty seconds ago to a minute. Do you know what I wasn't listening? I know. Right, fucking edit that bit out. We don't need it twice. <laughs> no, I might leave it in. Keep it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it in. We'll shame Don't edit you. out all his bad bits. We'll, we'll shame you for your lack of professionalism. Yeah, it's Jaden Anthony, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, it was the um we we don't this is not the format. We're going to argue bitterly about this. But it is though, isn't it? No, I think strongly it was Maidstone. <laughs> well, Dick Van Shipbitch actually does uh, nominate Maidstone for beating Ipswich, which I don't know. It's freed up Ipswich's time. I was hoping for a replay there, I have to say, but when I was watching it, while it was funny to see them in the lead, there's a bit of you going, oh, just get, make, them, make them go there on the Tuesday night as well. Tire them out a bit more, boot them about. Is it a plastic pitch? It might well be. I've no idea. I've no idea about Maidstone. But you know, you say, yeah. You just think, yeah. Just I just want to see some damage inflicted on them, just so we can beat them. But um, fine, I suppose. Magic of the cup and that you can't you can't give it to Maidstone, can you? I mean, um, Ampadu does get a nomination from a couple of people, just basically saying he's holding it all together. Has he actually won it yet? Which is fair enough because every week he comes and plays well, and every week we go. He is the he is the seven point five out of ten glue that's holding it all together, isn't he? But every week there's someone who's Anthony scored a really good goal, or yeah. Bamford's last run, or it's been there's been some heroic effort from someone else in midfield. Or like Groove has his best game. And it, it goes back to the the premise of um, Eric Cantona calling Didier Deschamps the water carrier. The water carrier never gets the praise, do they? No, although I never thought Deschamps was any good either. Right. Just watch him and think, what's he doing here? Just plodding about. But you know, I suppose he won a I suppose he won a decent amount of stuff, didn't he? Didier Deschamps, what's he ever done? <laughs> He's a poor man's Western McKenney, is what the Eventus fans say about him. And yeah. the USMNT um mm. lads, yeah. Now Ampadu needs to like adopt our approach and you'd be sort of consistently underwhelming and then have the mm. occasional like good game and people are like, Oh yeah, he was brilliant, let's give him hero of the week. But he's just like <laughs> consistently really good. Same yeah, with yeah. Joe Rodan as well. Yeah. Yeah, because Furpo the fluctuations more eye-catching yeah because you kind of go oh he was good he was actually good wasn't he yeah. good this week Pat Bamford couple of years injured comes back smacks one in from th- a volley in from 30 yards everyone has to take, pay attention to him yeah so what we're saying Ethan have a nose really, dive have a really bad spell of form <laughs> absolutely <laughs> chuck a few in your own net um, make a complete mess of it couple of red cards maybe and then the redemption arc come back for the playoffs yeah. stronger Excellent. Um, but anyway, well done to, to Jaden Anthony. And of course, like, sorry for his loss as well, which is absolutely shocking given his age and his, his mum's age as well. It's, uh, yeah, it, incredible. As Nathan says, like, a lot of admiration for him to just knuckle down and carry on doing what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, if it was a normal job, it wouldn't be unexpected for him to just be having time off now, would it? But because you're a footballer, it's like, well, you're kind of expected to carry on, aren't you? And, I suppose there's almost a, a, an element of dis, uh, distraction in it, and and not, you know, because if you're not if you're not playing and you're away from training, you'd probably just be at home thinking about it. And, mm. and whereas at least it acts as a form of of distraction. But yeah, it's uh, there's, there's obviously there's no ideal way to to manage your way through the situation, is that? But he's uh, 
you know, on the basis of that goal anyway, he's, he's making a decent fist of it. So, um, yeah, RIP Donna, as uh, Arden said, actually, and, and who wants to doff the cap as well to um, Dominic Solanke because they, they held up the shirt, didn't they? The, the Bournemouth players mm-hmm. as well. And avoided bookings by holding up a shirt rather than, than taking it off, which uh, brings us back to the dickhead ref again, doesn't it? He keeps his place as well, doesn't he? Jaden Anthony in the side with James out still. You think that's he's probably cemented his, his spot there, hasn't he, over um over Dan James, possibly? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you want you yeah, you'd play him. He'd be ahead of Nanto, wouldn't he? Yeah. It was a hell of a goal. I don't think we maybe spoke about that enough because obviously everyone talks about the off field circumstances, but that was a really, really good goal, which mm. I enjoyed. It's one of those things you've seen him do, and, and Piru does this quite a lot, like trying to shuffle the ball between his feet. Have you noticed that mm. he does that? I don't know uh if it's a thing that footballers do, dribbling. You'll, you'll know. <laughs> it's a dribble, is that's called. It's, a very, it's like a very modern invention because I don't know if it's almost something to do with the lack of tackling in football these days is that if you're quick enough with your feet, you can probably shuffle through these tighter gaps mm. because you know you're not going to get some big fucking clogger booting you in the air. Yeah, Somerville does it as well. He just, people are just afraid to tackle him. When yeah. people, you can see people about to dangle a leg in like, no, it's going to go down. It's yeah. going to go down. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a great goal. Yeah, great goal. And as Mal says, uh, a magnificent goal in dire times for the young man. So uh, yeah, congratulations. Doff of the cap, full respect, formal commendation. And the Catano Baradi hero of the week, you can have the lot, Jaden Anthony. And uh, yeah, hopefully um, his good form continues um, in the next game. Who have we got? Bristol. Mm. Right, well, well, we'll preview that with uh, with Phil. I think we're going to go, should we go a day early on all this because of the stupid Friday night fixture? Uh, we're going to record with Phil on Thursday morning. Handily, just sort of... 12 hours before the, the transfer deadline. Oh, it's perfect. Great. It's perfect Absolutely timing. great timing. And then we'll be back for the uh, the match ball on Friday night as well. We'll wrap it up there and we will speak to you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.